Happy Thanksgiving. Rough intro. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. It's actually not Thanksgiving anymore. It is uh, Friday, November 25th at 12.54 a.m. I'm a little frustrated and agitated because I've just been fighting my computer for the last 20 minutes, which is awesome. Planned on doing a uh, quick post game, getting it out to you. Of course, uh, my computer, I had other ideas, but hope your evening was good. I hope you enjoyed some time with your family. Hope you didn't eat too much. Hope you didn't drink too much. Hope you're feeling good and ideal like Purdue is tonight after beating West Virginia out in Portland, Oregon, uh, and improving to 4 and I'll talk about it in a second, but first let me uh, thank our sponsors. Thanks to Martin Vintage. Head to martinvintage.com. Get a t-shirt, get a sweatshirt, get ready for uh, Christmas, get some Christmas shopping done. Enter Boiled at checkout, get 15% off. And when you're on campus, go over to AJ's on Vine. If you want to order ahead, it's eatajs.com. Um, great stuff, great food, burgers, beef, beer, a uh, ton of TVs, really good people. Leave with a smile on your face, eatajs.com. Um so anyway, I am. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about. Just outside of basketball, I've, I'm pretty excited about something else. I'm excited as we look towards football. I may do a quick cast tomorrow just talking about this, but the weather forecast has improved significantly for Bloomington, Indiana at 3.30 on Saturday. It now looks like the chance of rain has gone way, way down, and it could be about 56 degrees and partially cloudy, partly cloudy. Pretty darn good conditions for a Jeff Brom offense and a Jeff Brom coach team. He talked about it this week in his uh, press conference, how often he checks the weather. That's a big deal. I think I may talk about that tomorrow at some point, but I might also have a bunch of things to talk about because Purdue earned their way to playing tomorrow at 1130. It'll probably be closer to midnight when the tip-off happens just because of actually they may have some room buffered in since it's further on but it might be closer to midnight midnight tip-off for our boilermakers um in the phil night uh what is it phil night invitational i think it's phil night invitational there's actually two phil night events going on right now in portland two separate tournaments both of them uh, are sponsored by um, a company that phil night helped just get off the ground. I can't think of the name right now. Anyway, Purdue wins over West Virginia tonight, uh, 80-68. to 68. And uh, I think that this game shows a lot of mental toughness for our Boilermakers. West Virginia kept making runs at Purdue, and Purdue kept them at an arm's length. I mean, the game, I think the lead dropped all the way down to either seven or six points in the second half. But that's as close as West Virginia got. West Virginia's got a lot of guys that transferred in. They're trying to figure each other out. But they have a lot of guys on that team. It's one of those things where they could either be really an absolute mother by the end of the season or they could kind of collapse under their own weight because they got a lot of guys that were getting frustrated. Two or three guys were visibly frustrated during the game. Uh, and um, another guy named Stevenson, who I chose as the, the photo for the game, uh, he was absolutely uh, tough to watch. Um it's his fourth school in four years. He stayed at he started at Wichita State, then he went to Washington, then he went to South Carolina, lands at West Virginia. He's looking for something special. Maybe he'll find it this year with Bob Huggins. Who wouldn't want to spend some time with Bob Huggins? And um, uh, he didn't find a victory tonight, though. West Virginia falls to four and one, and Purdue improves to four and zero. Oh. Um, 
couple big stories in the game. One of them, of course, uh, before I get to the, the headliner, is uh, Mason Gillis. Every place he was tonight was was where you needed to be. He made the plays when they were needed to be made. If there was a little bit of a run coming, he was the guy that would grab the rebound, clean the glass. He ends with 14 points, uh, five rebounds, a couple steals, a couple turnovers, uh, just two turnovers. I, I actually... Well, anyway, so great game. Great game for Gillis. He he was the glue guy, whatever you want to call him. All the good stuff that was happening uh, was generally coming through Gillis in one way or another. But, uh, of course, West Virginia didn't have an answer for Zach Eady. And it wasn't because they didn't have any size. They had a guy named Bell on the team who um, Jay Billis talked about early in the game that, that Eady wouldn't be able to bully Bell. Uh, but he was. He was able to bully Bell. He did exactly that. Bell was in foul trouble. Relatively quickly, he fouled out with about two and a half minutes left, and Edie was just uh, unmatchable for the West Virginia uh, bigs. Edie finishes with 24 points, had six turnovers, but um, had a blocked shot, had 12 rebounds. Um, those six turnovers were, were bothersome because part of the time, you know, one of Edie's big problems is um, when he gets bodied up, sometimes he'll, he'll bring the ball a little low in frustration. Um, refs often call the seven foot four foul, which is just a guy being guilty of being as big as he is. I thought the the game was ref was officiated pretty well today, but in spite of that, there were a couple that I was like, man, what the heck was that call? There was one before a break in the second half where Edie was literally straight up standing exactly how you're supposed to, standing how you're coached, and the ref called the foul on Edie. I I, I don't have any idea what he saw there. Um, but the other, the other cast, the rest of the cast, uh, uh, Smith had a great, Braden Smith had a great game, uh, nine points. He had, let's see, he had only, he had two assists. Um, Ethan Morton, though, this is the guy, so there are a couple guys that were just interesting all game. Ethan Morton's one of those guys. Ethan Morton, <laughs> Morton had nine assists and no turnovers. And uh, Morton made a couple plays that were just incredible. Um one of the one of the best plays was a, a scrappy play where towards the uh, last ten minutes of the game, uh, Morton gets on the ground, pops uh, up on he's on his knees, doesn't get up off onto his feet or would have been a travel. Um, it looked like they were going to tie him up. He calls a timeout. It preserves the Purdue possession. Um, he was just. It's funny coming into that into the game. I was like, man, Morton has not played the game, the season that I thought he would. He has not been as dynamic as he needed to be tonight, though. Again, great game. Did a lot of things right, um, and he did it in relatively few minutes, I believe. He uh, he started the game, but I don't have the minutes here. But I think he did it in fewer than he's been playing the last couple games. Another guy that quietly did the right thing. Waddell had a couple big plays. I don't think it even he has two, he had two assists. And these are big. That's a big deal. Um, let's see. Purdue out-rebounded West Virginia. Got back to doing that. Doing things the right way there. 35-31. And um, Purdue, I don't want to say cruises, but in the second half, they really just kept West Virginia, uh, except for that one run at an arm's length. Purdue had about a 10-12 to 12 point lead. And they end up winning by 12, of course. Purdue gets to play Gonzaga tomorrow night, uh, which is a big deal. Whenever you get to... You play with house money like Purdue is when you don't have much expectation on your team. It's nothing but a good barometer, nothing but an opportunity. And if they can find a way to get past Gonzaga, they either play, uh, it probably won't be Duke. Uh, if I were a betting man, 
I'd say I don't think Duke will win, but maybe they will. That'd be it'd be great if you can play Gonzaga and Duke in the same weekend. Uh, man, uh, that's the scenario I talked about in the Handsome Hour, I think, a week ago. And it's uh, it's lining up pretty well. Beat Gonzaga, though, even if you lose the next game, the pollsters think you're a demigod team or a team filled with gods. And um, I think the their ranking will show uh, how much they respect Gonzaga really more than anything. So that's about it. Looks like a couple of you guys are live. I'm shocked. It's late. You should be in bed. Uh, it's 1.02 a.m. right now. Todd Singer says, I'm feeling pretty good, uh, B. Dowd. But it's uh, partly because I drank too much. Todd, this is, I mean, you probably, uh, you know, you'll get some rest tonight. You come back stronger. You'll be ready for the game, though. You'll be ready. So you've got uh, a long time. You've got 24 hours to get there. Um, and I hope, I hope your, your holiday weekend continues. Keep the jubilation, keep the keep the energy levels high, regardless of uh, how you do it. Uh, Scott Justex says, hope you had a great Thanksgiving, great win tonight. They did, a, they, they did great on free throws. That's a stat I didn't even look at. Um, I'm pretty loose tonight, um, and I am not, I did not drink. So, oh man, that's an incredible, that's an incredible stat right there, and that's probably why Purdue was able to keep them at uh, an arm's length. Hitting 85% of your free throws is huge, and it's really huge for a Purdue team. As we all know, getting above 70 is pretty much a rarity as a team, and uh, that's, a, that's a great game. But the big reason is because Zach Eady was 10 of 12. He started off, I think he started 10 of 10 before missing one, then hitting two more. Is that right? No. Uh, he started 10 of 10. Man, I'm sorry. I'm clearly fatigued, and I apologize. I apologize for my... Um, Lack of clarity. Um, Gillis had a great game. You're right, Todd Singer. Nathan Anderson says, uh, the macho man. Oh, that's that's uh, that's Morton, the macho man. Uh, there are many people that are calling for Ethan to trim different parts of his body just to just to clean it up a little bit. But I'm going to say no way. No, you keep it. You keep it raw. You keep it wild. You do you, Ethan. Um, let's see. One more comment. Uh, Brian says, happy Thanksgiving. You too, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Todd Singer, one more thing. He says, if they beat Gonzaga, pollsters will move them up to 23. <laughs> yes, Purdue, uh, of course, getting great respect. The, the weird thing that uh, there's, 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 there's a bit of a dichotomy because we've talked about this for a little bit. It's a little different than it was a couple years ago. I think coaches and media types, they really like Matt Painter. They want to see him do big things. And last year we saw that. They were pushing, pushing, pushing. I think Purdue should be ranked higher than they are right now, but that's okay. I mean, it's early in the season. Everybody thinks they're in rebuild mode. I hope Gonzaga thinks they're in rebuild mode. I hope Gonzaga dump trucks uh, whoever they're playing tonight. I've got on the other game, the Washington and St. Mary's game, just because I didn't flip channels. But, um, yeah, I hope Gonzaga beats up on them. I hope they're cocky. Um, and I hope, man, I, I've... You guys know Gonzaga has a special place in my heart just because they've chosen to be the big fish in a small pond forever instead of actually playing against real competition. And they've never really been punished for it by the media. So um, what a great place to be. What a, When you have house money, you play like Purdue is where you're uh, – Gonzaga has everything to lose. I mean, it's not – it's early in the season. But really – Purdue's got nothing to lose coming into the game. They should they should play completely loose. I think this team, one thing I love about this team, they are mentally tough. They're physically tough. They are completely different than last year. 
They are so much more fun to watch. Um, maybe, I, I don't think it comes with expectations. I thought this team would be pretty good, but I didn't, um, uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think they would start gelling this quickly. I said that before. I thought it'd be, you know, after the first year when you started seeing things like that, but they are gelling quickly. They are fun to watch. They are tough. Um, they watch the help defense for this team. This is one thing that really interests me, interests me about this team. Um, last year, Purdue would have a hard time with help defense. This year they do, they are helping each other so well and guys are, it's, it's an all effort team. Uh, Billis, who I hate to agree with, hate to agree with Jay Billis, but Billis said something that was really uh, poignant. He said, this Purdue team plays like a team that nobody cares about who gets credit, something along those lines. I thought that was a great line of thought, a great way to look at this team because, man, you got guys diving for balls. You got guys, they don't care who's, who's stepping up at that moment. And, they're all willing to make the play that's difficult. There was one exchange where Edie blocked the shot, and it looked like somebody compared it to a volleyball um, spike. He blocks a shot, um, trying to think of who went for it, kept it, I think Smith kept it in at nearly half court uh, by diving into the press table, and then Lawyer sprinted down to the other baseline, almost got to it, but dove in the meantime, um, and... West Virginia took the ball out. They had, they still had a shot clock that was live, one second left, and they had uh, nothing they could do about it. But the fact they didn't get Purdue didn't get the job done, but they were so close to doing it. And you have guys there; they are okay with floor burns. They are okay with playing the way that Painter really wants a team to play, top to bottom. And um, I, what's the reason behind it? I think you've got leaders on this team that have told them, "Hey, this is this is what's going to define us this year." And I'll say again, I'm going to tie a bow on it with. Mason Gillis is just, he is, this is the way Mason Gillis played for much of the year last year. He was so important, but now he's this, he's kind of a non, tell me if you disagree or agree in, in the comments below. He's, he's not really a vocal leader at all, but he's a guy that just does his thing, man. And he, um, he's tough as nails. He continues to be, um, Absolutely impossible for teams to match his energy level. He's not the most athletic guy. He's obviously not the biggest guy, and he's playing um, against guys that are generally bigger than him. But it's 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 tough to deny that the team is really feeding off of Mason, Mason Gillis's energy. Um, let's see. Uh, Braden, good. Yeah, this is a good point. Braden Smith is so good with his help side defense um, up top. Had some great uh, contests. Uh, really savvy play so far. He plays way better than a freshman should be playing at this point. And um, he made a couple of mistakes with the ball in his hand. But defensively, both he and Lawyer made some plays that I was like, man, that these are big-time plays. These are guys that are understanding the concepts a lot better than, than uh, let's be honest. I don't know what happened with Eric Hunter last year defensively. But Eric Hunter didn't play defense like I thought he was capable of all season. And Ivy really never was good on the switch at all, never good on the help. Uh, that made a big, big difference. This team, you have a bunch of guys that are buying in. That's that, that's all it is, plain and simple. Doesn't matter who, how talented they were last year versus this year. <clears throat> Man, it's tough for me not to just say I would take watching this team play a game a hundred times before what I saw last year because I got I left games even when they won games I was frustrated this year we haven't seen a loss yet but man this team is fun to watch so 
Um, I'm really inarticulate tonight. I apologize. Hopefully I'll be better tomorrow. Um, I don't know if I'll do a post game at 2 a.m. or whatever it is, 2.30 a.m., but I'll give it a try. So uh, hope you had, a, again, uh, happy Thanksgiving. God bless you and your family. Hammer down. Talk to you soon. We'll see you.